0: Hello, and welcome to the Elevate with Elena podcast. I'm your host, Elena, a certified self-love and codependency coach, AKA your healing hype girl. And my mission is to help women learn to love and accept themselves fully, unconditionally, and wholeheartedly. First of all, I'm so proud of you for being here and showing up for yourself, because that is truly the first step in realizing that you are meant for more, and you deserve the absolute most fulfilling and abundant life possible. Second of all, I'm here to provide a space of non-judgment, vulnerability, connection, and trust by serving as a friend, guide, and mentor to help you get where you want to be in all areas of life, which all truly begins with the relationship you have with yourself. In this podcast, we will dive deep into topics like self-love, obviously, codependency, trusting yourself, confidence, relationships, boundaries, self-care practices, and so much more. I'll tell you right now, this isn't going to be some cheesy self-care podcast. We are going to get real, get raw, get honest, but also lean into the lightness and love that is in each and every one of us as we explore and elevate ourselves together. Think of this as a fun, juicy mix of self-awareness, growth, spirituality, and curiosity. So get ready for the ride of your life because your self-love journey is just that the continuous, wild, emotional, exhilarating ride of your life, and I'm absolutely thrilled to be a part of it. Welcome back to Elevate with Elena. I'm so happy you're here. We have an amazing person on the podcast today to talk about lots of juicy dating things, I'm assuming, and relationship things and self-love, like all of that. So I'm really excited to have her here. I have Natalie Bell. She is a life coach. She talks about, like I said, all things dating, relationships, but also mental health, physical health how all of that has to do with the relationship you build with yourself so natalie please introduce yourself to the listeners if i missed anything
1: no that's perfect thank you so much elena hi guys i'm natalie um it's so funny like introducing yourself i feel like it's like such a funny concept but mm-hmm. it's something we're taught to like learn how to do our whole life but like I still you know, have like
0: what's your stuff. elevator pitch <laughs>
1: I know it's like I don't know I'm just a human like I'm just here just chilling living but <laughs> no um I am born and raised in Cleveland Ohio I um am a nurse too on this and I do life coaching kind of on the side so I'm just a, a human I always say like my my kind of like life coaching pitch is like I'm just a human who's super passionate about helping other humans and mm-hmm. its i relate to other people on things that they're they're going through but that don't seem to be working out so i say like i relate to people who when things aren't working out for them that's when i most relate like because things don't work out in my life too so it's like how can we relate to each other how can we let each other know like hey you're not alone we're in this together i see you i feel you and um, just really like connect with them in that way. So
0: that's just how I would, I guess, introduce myself, but it's
1: just a silly concept. I think sometimes I but. Know.
0: I've know <laughs> i honestly had this conversation with like so many people on this podcast too, because it's like, yeah. Like, is it all about like your title? Like, I don't think it should be necessarily like we are so much more than like what we do. And I mean, you touched on that. Like I'm a human. I have like so many other things about me that are so great. And like, I love to connect with other people and like serve people in that way. So I love that you said that about yourself. And I mean, it is maybe I need to change my question because I've had this come up so many times. <laughs> so I'm like, maybe the question is like, who are you at like your soul's level? Like, who are you as a human, you know? Yeah. But yeah, I think you touched on that. And I want to dive a little bit deeper into what you were saying about like, you always feel the best when you are helping other people through the hard times, through challenges, because that's when you can best relate to them. So what's gotten you to where you've been? What's gotten you to where you are today? Like what are the hard times that you can relate to people on and how has that shaped you into who you are?
1: That is a great question. I I feel like I talk a lot about dating relationships on my social media and just in general with my clients and with friends. I feel like that's something that I'm super passionate about because I've been through a lot of relationship issues and relationship healing and um, something that really jump-started my mental health journey. My like healing through breakup journey was uh, a big breakup I had about four or five years ago. It was a 10-year relationship. We were engaged planning a wedding and I called it off. So, um, ever since then, I feel like I have really took a deep dive into self-love and my mental health, how that relates to everybody around me, how I could be a better human, a better partner, a better friend, a better daughter, a better sister, just a better human overall. So it's like, how can I take what has happened to me and use it as fuel to then feed other people and also help myself in the process.
0: Mm, yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that too. Cause I know that's like you said, like that's a tough time that you've been through. And I think there is so much to be said about that does shape you into who you are today and like what you want to do and like how you want to serve people. Like I can completely relate. Cause that's kind of where I started with my own life coaching. Like I, really focused on like relationships and codependency because that was something I really struggled with and had a lot of, you know, unhealthy relationships and learned a lot. I'm still learning, always learning, but yeah, I think if you can use that to like, as fuel, like you said, to do something that you're passionate about, that's like game-changing, like what a way to live. That's amazing.
1: And I feel like, you know, we go through certain things in order to help other people through something similar. So, you know, one of my mottos is like, everything is working out for us, even when it feels like it's not. So mm-hmm. when it's not working out, like we don't realize the, the lessons that we, we are learning in those moments of things not working out until yeah. we realize like down the line, why it didn't work out the way that it did. So, yeah, I think it's, it's important to kind of reconnect to those parts in our past that maybe caused like the most struggle, the most turmoil for us and, and really connect the dots moving forward. It's so, it's so much easier to do that. Like hindsight, you know, but, 100%. you know, just realizing that, okay, this is a, and I know I listen to Mel Robbins a lot. Um, and yeah. I love her one of our big things is like connecting the dots, moving like backwards. It's like, you can look backwards and connect the dots easily, but sometimes we don't realize like we are standing on a dot and that's like going to connect forward. So Mm -hmm. if we can realize like the dots connect, we would be like more at peace knowing this will connect to the next, to the next dot. And then we'll be farther along in our journey and we'll look back and we'll realize why we were standing on this dot. So it's just like the more we can really come to terms with that in our mind, Mm. I think the better we'll be in order to like deal with those tough times.
0: Yeah. I really think that's so true too, because when you're going through a hard time, you question like everything, like, like, why am I going through this? Like you can get really stuck in like a victim mentality, which I think is like the opposite of how you live your life with that motto. Like everything happens for you instead of everything happening to you. And yeah, you can get really stuck in this like victim mentality, But yeah, I think like even going off of like the dot scenario too, it's like knowing that there's always light on the other side. There's always going to be change, like change is always happening. So like this is a temporary situation. You're going through a temporary feeling and there is always going to be something to come that will be better. So yeah, I think that's a really great perspective that you shared. So thank you for doing that. I love it. I want to touch a little bit more on that motto that you said too, with saying that everything happens for you in life. Was there ever a point I'm assuming? Yes. But tell us about a time when that wasn't the case for you. Like, was there ever a time where you didn't have that perspective?
1: I think, um, yeah, I think it's easy to like, not have that perspective in the moment of Mm. being hurt or, feeling like really super down about life. And back, you know, when I was going through that, like really tough breakup, I like, like in the back of my mind, like I knew like, this is not meant to work out for a reason. Was it the most challenging time in my life? Absolutely. Like still healing to this day through that and moving through those feelings and and all of that. But there was definitely points in that healing process and still there still is where I'm like, but why didn't this work out? Like, what was the reason? And I know, I know the reasons now, and you know, it's, I've come to terms with a lot of it, but it's, it's so hard to to know that and feel that and believe it when you're in those moments. So, you know, when I was moving out of our apartment, when I was telling my friends and family, when I was, you know, really self isolating myself when I wasn't taking care of my physical health. Like in those moments, I, I I was like a victim. I was like, why did this happen to me? Like, why did I do this and blamed myself and felt guilty and and all the other like limiting beliefs that come along with breaking off a 10 year relationship Mm -hmm. and, you know, taking that on. But there were definitely times when I was like, why, why didn't this work out and questioning that belief Mm -hmm. But I think what pulled me forward was like my inner body, like knowing this isn't meant for you and you're meant for something more. And I think that was like the light at the end of the tunnel for me. And I always just said, like, even when you don't see the light at the end of the tunnel, like it's there. And there were points in my healing journey where I was like, I don't see it. I don't see the light, but like, I have to keep going. So I know, I know it's there. I just can't see it. I have to keep going in order. to yeah, see
0: Yeah. It. It's like having trust in that even if you mm-hmm. can't see it that it is there for sure right. let's switch gears uh this is totally related <laughs> to honestly everything that you're saying so i just want to dive into it a little bit more and i'm curious what self love means to you personally
1: self love i've come a long way in my self love journey i feel like i have given i did give a lot of love to the person i was with and i think because I was giving so much to this person, I had none left to give myself. And I was so young when we got together, like I was, I was in high school, 15, like we dated for, for so long and basically grew up together. So I learned about love with this person. And so I basically learned that he came before me and I was not I want to say like conditioned, but I think I'm part of that problem too. It's not not just on him. Like I take full ownership of my part in this too, but like I conditioned myself to pour Mm -hmm. into his cup without filling my own first and was called selfish a lot when I did want to fill my cup up first. So for me, self-love has been deconstructing that conditioning of filling my cup up first and like pouring from a full cup. Is not selfish. And being selfish about my time is actually the most selfless because then you get to be a better you for everybody around you. So the self-love journey for me has been a tough one to navigate because for, you know, 10 years of my life, I really was conditioned to believe a certain thing about loving myself and putting myself first. Um, And now like, it doesn't feel so wrong. It doesn't Mm -hmm. feel bad in my body to put myself first, put my needs first, to express boundaries, to um, express standards, because I have worked on filling my own cup up first before I pour into others. So that was, that was something that was not encouraged in the past. And I know now moving forward, that I I do desire a partner who allows me to fill my cup up first and doesn't take like, the depletion of it and, and takes the overflow. Yeah,
0: Wow. I literally have like tingles right now because I don't, we didn't mention this, but Joe Rinaldi connected us because he thought we were like really similar and
1: this is where I got it from. Joe. Yes.
0: And honestly, like your way that you just described that is what I had, what I went through too, as a human with my relationship and my high school boyfriend that I was with for like five years and even into college too with another boyfriend. So yeah, I mean, I can completely relate on like all levels like that. I gave everything I could to those people and did not worry about myself. It was never about me. I never filled my own cup. So it's like, yeah, you have to like relearn those things. Like that isn't selfish to do that. And it's actually really good. It actually is really selfless because then you're a better version of yourself and you can show up as a better version of yourself for other people in your life. And yeah, I just, oh, it just feels so aligned when you were saying that. I'm like, oh my gosh, like someone gets me like, gosh, yeah. I, I mean, it's not like a fun thing to relearn, but it's amazing that you are doing that work to get there for yourself because it's only going to like attract better, more aligned people into your life. Yeah.
1: And I feel like, um, as, as I was growing that relationship, I, I started to want to do those things, but I don't think it was met by my partner with like a reciprocated want to grow and a want to fill his cup. And it wasn't met with this, like a reciprocated support. Um, so I felt like stifled and like kind of like in a box of like who i was allowed to be and who i was mm. supposed to be and i could only be xyz i couldn't be abc because that would mean i'm going outside the box and that's not allowed because you know when we try new things especially in a relationship sometimes it can be very triggering for our partners who aren't as open to growth mm. or new opportunities and it puts them in a state of feeling like triggered and, and uncomfortable. And a lot of times people don't know how to handle that or the communication isn't as mature. And, and for us like so young, like we probably didn't learn the best tools to communicate through mm, for sure or um, you know, not feeling aligned. So, you know, there, there were so many different factors that contributed, but now moving forward, I, I just know so much more, Clear, like so much clearer about the kind of partner I want to attract because I think I'm more clear on who I am and um, my values and the qualities that I think I exhibit. And so, um, one of my like biggest relationship tips is to make a list of all the things that you are wanting in a partner and desiring in, in a partner and go be that list because you know, you, you're you going to be, you're going to be attracting who you are. So that's one of my yeah. things. It's something I tell my clients a lot too.
0: Yeah, no, I think that's totally it. I mean, like you, if you embody those characteristics, you're only going to attract or manifest that person into your life too, because like-minded people are just naturally drawn to each other, like energetically. So yeah, I a hundred percent agree with honestly, everything you're saying. It's very, similar to how I coach as well with my clients. And I want to go back. I want to rewind a little bit because I thought of something and it has to do with connecting to your inner world. You mentioned having these things come up for you like internally. And like, I don't know if there's alarms or your intuition or what it was for you in that relationship, but I would love for you to just speak to that a little bit more. And like, how did that feel for you? What came up? Like what showed you that this wasn't a relationship that was serving you anymore and how could you navigate moving on?
1: Oh that's a great question. I I kind of relate to it being like red flags but I actually don't love the term red flag uh, yeah but for me I think it was a feeling in my body like I basically say it's gut feelings. like mm. I've heard the saying gut feelings are guardian angels and for a long time I ignored gut feelings. I had feelings in my body, in my body of tension of like a closing of like a clenched, like, Mm -hmm. like not open, free, authentic feeling. And so for me, I ignored a lot of that and I held that all in and I should have been listening to those all along. Um, and I think they got to be so strong and it got to be so big, um, I couldn't ignore it and I couldn't stifle it down anymore. And so it got to a point where I had to release it and I had to, and and I think it was for me, it was the reality of planning a wedding. And, Mm -hmm. you know, that involves other people and that involves financial, a financial situation. And it involves, you know, walking down an aisle and making a commitment to somebody for the rest of my life. And I knew I could not do that without doubts. Like I I would be walking down an aisle and saying yes to a person, even though in the back of my mind I had all of these feelings inside my body of this isn't right. Like the these gut feelings, they're here for you, Natalie. They are screaming at you to not do this. I would have been ignoring Mm -hmm. that had I said yes. And so it got to a point where I didn't want to plan a wedding. I didn't, my mom would ask me, let's go dress shopping, let's do this, let's do that. And I would just Freeze! I would say I don't want to do that, or I'd make us some excuse um, until I just knew that I had. The reality is, we are going to get married if I don't make a choice. And so, for me, I just had to have the uncomfortable conversation. I had to move out. I had to tell my friends and family, and and so I, for a long time, yeah, ignored the gut feelings until they were so loud and so heavy that I couldn't anymore and the reality was setting in and So I had to make that choice. So I, I have gotten really good since then. I feel like of listening to those gut feelings. And of course, like I'm still learning too, but I'm, I'm definitely more in tune with my inner world more now than I was back then. And that's something that I also really would love, like the clients that I work with to So like get in touch with two, because it's so powerful. And it it basically is like our intuition just guiding us and letting us know what's for us and
0: what's not. Yes. One million percent. I think there's something to be said about the fact that like your intuition is always there, no matter if you are stifling it or ignoring it or just unaware. And it will speak louder and louder and louder until it needs to almost like, especially if you're in a situation that's not aligned for you or not authentic to you. And that's kind of, it sounds like your case with your partner. And I mean, in any other relationship that I've been into, I can, that's exactly what happened. It was like, if I was ignoring it, it started getting really, really loud. And it was like, I couldn't ignore it anymore. It was just got to like a breaking point where it was like, okay, this is like, I physically can't like do this anymore. So yeah, I think like, if there's people out there that are listening to this that like are having a hard time connecting internally, it will catch up to you. So like, don't worry if you're not, if you're struggling, figuring out like how to like read your intuition and like notice those gut feelings, it will catch up with you eventually. But if you want to be more in tune with it, how can you be more in tune? And I'm curious what you think, Natalie.
1: I think um, a lot of getting in tune with your inner voice is to turn down the voice of everything around you and everybody around you. So it's like, okay, picking and choosing who your safe places are to go and have these conversations with open and honestly. And, and for me, like it really started, I, I went to therapy for a long time after my breakup. And for me, that was like a start of getting connected to who who my voice, like what my voice is and letting that be the guiding force instead of, you know, friends are great. Family is great, but, um, having a third party just hear you and, um, listen and provide feedback and perspective, Mm -hmm. I think it's so important. So I'm a big supporter of therapy, your life coaching, whatever that was. And I think also journaling, meditating, um, are, are huge components in that too. I think a big part of like my, Mental health is also physical health too. Like when I'm at the gym, like I'm, I'm very just like in my head and in my body. And so a lot of my thoughts and feelings come to surface when I'm working out. Um, so I think it's just really taking time for you and, and doing things that you know will get you in your head, like will allow you to get in your head, allow you to get in your body. And it looks different for everybody, but I would say try some things. Like if you're questioning like, how do I, how do I do this? Just try some things. And I mean, I didn't know until I tried to, Mm -hmm. and sometimes you got to like throw some darts and see what sticks, but (laughs) you got to try because if you don't try, you're just standing there and not moving. So,
0: right. Yeah. I mean, you can be so aware about all of these things, but if you're not taking any action, it's like, nothing's going to change. Right. And yeah, I think like, it's honestly, all about like throwing darts and seeing what sticks like that's so true i've tried a lot of things and like some things yeah they stuck or maybe they stuck temporarily and then i switched to like using something else like as far as like meditation goes or journaling or the way i journal or like the time of day like there's so many factors just just start somewhere That's like literally the best thing that you can do for yourself. And then things will, will play out from there because you'll, you'll start to like kind of figure yourself out and figure out what you like and what works the best for you and serves you the best, you know? So yeah, I love that. That's great. Okay. I want to like switch gears a little bit, get into like some of like the fun, juicy stuff. Cause I know we're both single ladies. So let's talk about dating. I want to talk about what's it like being in the dating world right now and what are some of like the things that you're noticing actually I just I have actually a lot of single friends in my life right now I try not to get into like the the trap of like there's no one out there for me like how have I not found someone at this point like I'm 28 like blah 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 I'm like I don't want to get stuck into that but like, how do you keep the faith when you are single and like I don't know in your upper 20s? How old are you again? I just turned 30. So Yeah, so you get it. Um, <laughs> like how do you keep the faith in the dating world and how can you make it fun and like actually worthwhile? What do you do?
1: Yeah, I I think dating is is hard to navigate these days, but I also think that what you believe is what will manifest in your dating world. So if you, you know, I don't buy into the men are all trash. I don't
0: neither. I don't,
1: I don't believe that's true. I, I wouldn't want a man to be saying that about women. So I don't want to say that about men. I, you know, it's, it's just a narrative that I think we write in order to keep men just away. Well, from and just them.
0: also like make ourselves like feel better too. If something doesn't work out, it's like, well, it's all about them. Again, it's like kind of like the victim mentality thing.
1: Yeah. And I think, um, you know, if you believe that there's not a lot of eligible bachelors out there and you know, you're getting <laughs> older and who would want you and all of all of the limiting beliefs, all of the stories that you're creating in your head, like yep. that's what you will find. So it's like, what can I tell myself that will make me feel better and also attract in like what I'm desiring? So, for me, I just, I, I of course, like love to have fun with dating, but I'm not a super casual dater, very intentional with my time and energy. And, you know, I, I am not on any dating apps. I don't go on, like, I I don't know. I don't go on like a bunch of dates every week. Like, you know, and I wish like to a point I did, but also, you know, I'm happy with intentional dating and I'm, I'm happy with being a little bit more, I wouldn't say picky because that's a silly word, but like, you know, I, I know what I like and I know what I desire and I know myself, I feel like, so I'm not going to necessarily waste time on just casually hooking up or casually dating. And and so, yeah, I think it is what you make it. It's can be challenging though. It can be challenging some days. Like for me, I just turned 30. I'm like, okay, I thought I, well, for me, it's like, I thought I'd be married with kids by now because I was with somebody for that long and that was going to be my life for so long. So I now am like rewriting that story in my mind of, okay, I'm single at 30. Like, that's amazing. Like, how can I turn that into a success story instead of like a poor me story? Mm -hmm. I think that's what a lot of us get to kind of figure out is instead of playing the victim mode, like, how can I play the victor mode? Like, Hey, I This is uh, another failed relationship. Oh my gosh, there's nobody out there for me. Like, okay, well then nobody is going to be out there for you if you if you think that way. So it's like, how can I take the lessons that I've learned from dating thus far and move forward um, with still a positive outlook?
0: Yeah, that's honestly like the only way to do it for real. I mean, if yeah, because you're right. Like you you will attract what you put out into the world, and if you're putting out like men are trash, like you're probably going to get that hard, not great around your, you know, your, your realm. So yeah, I think there's a lot to be said about that. And I'm curious, like what intentional dating looks like for you then?
1: So it's, it's more, I think, I feel like feeling out a connection before actually like going on a date. Like I, I don't, necessarily talk to like I don't want to be talking to five six different guys at a time Mm -hmm. if I I'm very open to you know dms like my my instagram dms as I say are like my like dating app because I'm not on dating apps slide
0: into her dms
1: (laughs) so you know like having that Initial connection yeah. and then maybe going out and then exploring it. But like, I'm not necessarily exploring things with five, six different people. Like, once I establish that yeah. I like somebody, I want to explore that with you. And how can I explore openly and honestly and intentionally with this one person if I'm also doing that with four other guys? Like, I'm only giving myself, I, I'm only giving 20% of myself to these guys then instead of giving hundred percent of myself to somebody. And, you know, girls might say like, Oh, that's putting like all your eggs in one basket. But like, how can you honestly know if a connection will work and will be what you want it to be? If you don't give your all to it. I mean, Mm -hmm. for me, it just doesn't make sense. It it doesn't make sense for me to give 20% of myself to five different guys and, and not really know for sure if this will work out. And then, Down the line, being like, well, I wonder, I wonder what could have been if I really gave that my all.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, amen. Like I totally feel you on that. I I do feel like sometimes I'm like, well, like, am I putting all of my eggs in one basket? But like, yeah, I just energetically I can't like spread myself that thin. I have so much on my plate already with like work and everything else that I do that. I'm not the type of person to talk to like four people at a time, let alone like, I don't know, max, like maybe two, but even that is like, I, yeah, I just can't give what I really want to give and like actually feel out if it's the right connection for me when I'm talking to many people at a time. And I think that's okay.
1: Yeah. I totally do. Yeah. And I think, you know, to each their own, like, again, like this might, this might not, resonate with some people. And that's really mm-hmm. fine. But for me, like, yeah, like you said, energetically wise, like, I just don't have the energy to give to five different people. And of course, like initial, like chatting and like flirting and whatever, like that doesn't really count. I would say, I would say when you're like <laughs> actually talking to someone like on a consistent basis and you're going on multiple dates, like that's when things really start to move towards intentional dating. Like you can talk to as many want whatever casually, but for me like I like to I like to make it as intentional as I can like pretty early because I don't waste my time. And I've gotten very mm-hmm. comfortable and happy in my singleness and that has taken a long time. So for me now it's like, well, I'm very good here. Come along. Like I, I would like you to add to my life. And of course we all want that. You know, we all want somebody to add to our lives. So, but for me, like I don't associate singleness with loneliness because I'm not lonely. I am very much desiring a partner to share my life with, but I don't need a partner in order to feel like fulfilled.
0: Yeah, no, I'm like giggling over here because you're literally speaking my language. <laughs> like, so just on the same page. I 100% agree with like, I feel so good in my singleness. And I'm always like saying like, it's not like about like all of these guys competing with each other. It's about like a guy competing with my singleness because I'm so solid. And like, I feel so secure with myself and like what I'm looking for and What I need out of a partner and that person's only going to compliment me. They're not going to complete me because I'm already complete and I feel really solid in that. So like you will just be a compliment to my life. Like if it's not feeling that way for me, then I'm okay being alone because again, it does not feel lonely. I totally agree with you. On that. So, what a place to be. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, embracing I mean, your singleness. I think about this
1: for a man, too. Like, I I want a man to feel that way about me, too. Like, I don't want him mm, to need yep. me. I, I don't want him to feel like, oh, she completes me. Like, I want to be a compliment to your life, too. I want you to be 100%. Good. I want you to be feeling good by yourself, and I just add to your life. So, again, that's how I feel about me- a man, too. Like, I want you to be an addition to my life, not my life.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's like two independent whole people coming together to just make something even better together, you know, like something amazing. All right. Staying on the dating train. I want you to share what your like dating mentality is, because I think we can get so caught up in like what we are supposed to do or what we should do dating, especially in like today's world. So like Getting away from like being like the cool girl or the girl that doesn't care because I'm like not about that anymore. What's like your dating mentality and how do you approach situations, potential situations?
1: Love these kind of conversations
0: (laughs) so much. So fun.
1: (laughs) Um, I I think we need to debunk like all of the men like the toxic mentalities of dating right now. So, you know, like playing hard to get, playing games, not texting first, showing low effort, like be the one who cares less. Like that's all toxic behaviors of people who I feel like are just trying, trying to, to control the flow.
0: They're trying to control that, yeah. actually, I feel like. Yeah. Don't
1: you think? They're, trying, they're all try, trying to have the upper hand because nobody wants yeah. to get hurt. I totally understand that. Nobody wants to get hurt. I don't want to get hurt. but. I know that when I open myself up to love, I'm also opening myself up to pain and hurt. And that's just the reality mm-hmm. of finding love is like, that's the other possibility of it. So I think when we can understand, it's not about never getting hurt. It's about getting hurt and knowing like you'll be okay. So mm-hmm. it's like building up that of love that you're talking about earlier, but you know, for me, I, I don't play the games. I, if I like somebody, I'm going to let you know, if I want to communicate with you, I'm going to communicate with you. If you text me back an hour later, I'm not going to wait an hour to text you back. If I have a second to text now, like, it's just so silly to me. And I think so much of what has been lost is in dating is like bare minimum human, like characteristics, respect. Where's respect in dating these days, communication, Mm -hmm. like I don't know. It's just like very basic things. I think that people need to reconnect to like being a human and, and realizing that person is a human too. And we're all just trying to find love and find a partner. And so how can I respectfully communicate with this person? How can I show this person that I care genuinely? Mm -hmm. And so it it goes back to like what you are putting out. You're also attracting. So it's like, if you are putting out these toxic behaviors, don't be surprised when you get toxicity back.
0: And so for me,
1: I I very much am on a page of wanting to be respectful, wanting to communicate, wanting to show effort. And, and so, you know, effort is sexy. Communicating is sexy. Mm, Like, uh tell me that you like me, tell me what you like about me, like show effort, plan a date. Like, you know, it's, it's part of finding that person. I want to find somebody who genuinely wants to do those things and, and isn't going to play games. It's just. It's just not something I am buying into.
0: Yeah, no, I'm with you on that. I think, like, honestly, to put it in like really simple terms, it's like changing this whole mentality based around fear, changing Mm -hmm. like it's all fear. Like, we're scared to be rejected, we're scared to not have the upper hand, to be out of control of a situation. It's like anxiety, and insecurity, like all of that, like that's all fear. So it's changing from that mentality to this like mentality of love and openness and trust and having open communication and honesty and respect. And like, just putting that out there, like you said, knowing that you could get hurt because that is part of the game. Like if you want to attract the most loving partner of your whole entire life. Like there's always a risk that you could get hurt no matter what, but like, wouldn't you want that love? Like, wouldn't you rather have this like, oh my gosh, this potential or this opportunity to have something so amazing with also the potential of getting hurt? Or would you want to just stay in this little tiny box in like your safe zone and just, you know, be in this world of fear.
1: Right. And you know, fear is very paralyzing. So I totally understand and have compassion for people mm. who do stay in this little space. Yep. But I, I just want them to, and I want people to know like there's a world out there that you don't have to be like that. And mm. and you break out of that by conquering that fear and maybe not even like conquering, but, but feeling the fear and doing it anyways. So, you know, I, I don't know if you listen to Matthew Hussey at all, but he's the
0: yeah,
1: like guy. And uh he says um this this quote that has like resonated with me so much. It's that you don't trust that no one's going to hurt you or, you know, betray you. You just trust that you'll be able to handle it if or when they do. Mm-hmm. So it's like, how can you build up that second part of it? How can you build up your own self-trust that you can handle those situations when they do arise? That's building up your self-love and it's building up your self-worth. Yep. So it's working on those kind of things that will will help in the situation of feeling fear of rejection, feeling fear of abandonment, those kind of
0: things. Oh my gosh, this is such a common theme that comes up in my life. I'm so happy that you brought that up because I actually had like a really powerful call with one of the leaders of the retreat I went in from for Costa Rica. And she, we talked about trust a lot because I was like, I just don't feel like I can, you know, trust other people all the time. And I have a hard time, especially trusting guys. And she's like, no, no, no. Like you're not having a hard time trusting other people. You're having a hard time trusting yourself. It all stems back to yourselves. Because if you can have boundaries and create this space for yourself and know that you're going to be okay because you're a safe space for yourself, no matter what happens, that is what matters. Like you'll be able to trust yourself and everyone else you'll be able to trust too, because you have such good trust within yourself. And like those situations yeah. won't even like occur either. Like you won't have this feeling of not being able to trust them because you trust yourself so wholly.
1: Yeah. And of course, like that might come up, like there might be a point in, you know, a new connection where you're like, oh my gosh, like, can I trust this mm-hmm. person? Or, you know, when you first are in those initial stages of dating, it's like, oh, can I, can I trust? But it's like getting reconnected to that inner trust and knowing, Hey, if this person hurts me, I'll be fine. I'm going to be okay. It might hurt a little bit, but I'm going to get through this.
0: Yeah. So so powerful. So good. I love these conversations and I know we'll probably, I mean, aren't you starting a podcast?
1: I, I plan to. Yes. I I was just talking about this on my TikTok. I have had my microphone for months now in a box in my cupboard and I opened it. I, today. Saw, so I saw. I saw.
0: So honestly, maybe we'll continue the conversation yeah. on your podcast. I'd love to do that. Like yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Well, I always end these episodes with having my guest give their intuitive message of the day. So just give yourself a couple seconds to tap in. Listen to what your intuition, your gut's telling you on what the listeners need to hear before we are done.
1: I would say something that I've been telling myself lately, especially today after opening that box, was that you don't build confidence by doing something that's easy, you build confidence by feeling the fear and doing it anyways. So that can be applied to a lot of the things that we chatted about today. Um, just feeling that fear and, and moving forward anyways, because that's how you build self trust That's how you build the confidence to move forward and know like, Hey, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Like everything that's working out for us, all of the other mottos that we kind of talked about today too. So just building that confidence and feeling the fear and doing it. Anyways.
0: Yes. I think like there's always this concept around fear being bad, but like fear is actually something that mm-hmm. leads you to something that you're actually maybe intrigued about or excited about, or that's going to, get you something even better. So I think it's like using fear as almost like a guiding light and feeling the fear and doing it anyways, just like you said. So yeah, such a good message. Thank you so much. How can people connect with you moving forward?
1: Sure. So my um, Instagram is Bell 9 um, My TikTok is Natalie underscore bell. And then my life coaching website is chats
0: So good. Oh my gosh. I love this conversation. I know other people will too. Thank you so much for being here and sharing all of your knowledge, your insight, and just having such a wonderful conversation with me today.
1: Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I, I always love these, these chats because it doesn't even feel like a podcast. It feels oh. like just, just like connecting with a friend and and chatting. So um, I really appreciate just having the opportunity to like have our conversation be something that other people can listen to too. Cause I think it's super powerful. And you
0: know, people get together. So I appreciate it. Yes. I mean, that's why I do it. Honestly, I love these conversations too. They fill my cup up. So like if other people can benefit from it, why not? Right. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you just like that, you have finished another episode of Elevate with Elena. Thank you so, so much for being here and showing up for yourself today. How can you support this community? I'm so glad you asked. Please rate and review this podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Let us know what you're loving, what's not working so much so that I can make this the best space for you to be able to show up, to learn, to grow and continue on in your own self-love journey. This is what it's all about. And if you know someone else out there who could use this inspiration, these messages, please share it out to them. I love you so much. I'll talk to you soon.